Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Today, <laughs> let's go. Today, don't be a peasant. Don't be a peasant. That's our topic today. So what do I mean by don't be a peasant? Well, I mean a couple things. Let's talk about money first. If you own any designer gear, but you have less than $100,000 in savings and investments, you are a peasant. Now, if somebody got a gift for you, that's, you know, that's a different story. But if you own any designer gear, you got a Gucci purse that was $1,500. You got a pair of spiky shoes that were $1,100. You got a Gucci belt that was $800. But you do not have $100,000 between your savings and your investments. You are behaving like a peasant. Well, Mike, I thought I'd just reward myself. I had, well, reward yourself like this. How about you reward yourself with an investment that's going to, with the interest, allow you to live a debt-free life? How about you reward yourself with the safety and security of having six figures in your bank account? I can't tell you. Six figures in your bank account isn't even that much in the grand scheme of things, but really in the grand scheme of things, when you think about how many people have that, it is a big achievement. You don't know what power and freedom feels like until you have up over six figures in your bank account saved. Liquid. There's not many situations or scenarios that life can throw at you that you can't handle, but this is what will happen is a peasant will buy a $1,500 purse and then she blows a tire or cracks a rim and can't afford to fix it now have to Uber to work or get rides from friends and family to work. But hey, at least you look sick with that purse, right? Look real cool in front of your friends. Like one of the biggest things I see in the life insurance industry, you know, and I was there for eight years is, which is like dog years in any other business, is these young people look up the hierarchy to these guys and girls that are making you know, half a million to a million dollars a year, and they try to match their per- purchases. Because you go out and you make eighty-five grand your first year. Well, man, the most you've ever made before was forty. That's nearly double. Why not go buy that purse? Why not go buy that watch? Why not go buy? You look foolish. It looks foolish. Now, to a degree, do I think that you should have certain things to recruit? Yes, but I think um, I could out recruit most people with a pair of blue jeans and a button-down, I think I could out-recruit most people with, with a $3,000 Italian suit. I People, listen, and, and this is a side note for anybody that's not in the insurance business, really in any business where you need to acquire talent, is people come to work for you. Okay, They don't come to work for a belt or a shoes or a watch. They come to work for you. So really, at the end of the day, it's your personality and your character that's going to be the difference maker. So I've heard that argument. Well, Mike, don't I need to have nice things to be able to recruit. Well, listen, I mean, I have a Maserati, but, I mean, this is an older model, and I haven't re-upped. I haven't bought a new car in years and years and years. And anybody that's close to me could tell you, you open up any account of mine, you're going to find over six figures in that account. I don't spend money anymore. It's not important because if anybody has to question my worth monetarily, financially, I'd be more than happy to show them. 
but I think it's more so a swagger about you that people pick up on, right? So I don't think you necessarily need to buy your way into a personality because that's really what you're doing. You're saying, well, these people won't buy into me unless I have nice things. Okay, so let's put a pin in that and ask you this. What happens if you lose those nice things and those people came to work for you because of those nice things? Where do they go now? You know, I was able to keep people close to me and loyal in my hierarchy through us, none of us having money, cars repoed, bank accounts overdrawn, because they should come to work for you and not the thing. But that's neither here nor there today. I really wanted this to be a general discussion about not being a peasant. Keep your mitts off the bullshit designer gear. As your income increases, keep your expenses, unless they pertain to the business that is making you that money, keep your expenses level. Do not go out and raise your standard of living as soon as you start making a little bit more money. This is why you'll see, man, you know, and I, I live here in Maine. These lobster fishermen can go out and they'll make 30 grand in a month and these guys are broke. Why? Because they make their 30 grand, they come in off the boats and they spend all their money. So here are these, here are these blue-collar kids from northern Maine that, have, that grew up in trailers. And, man, they go out, they make 30 grand in a month, and it's like, holy shit, like, it's life-changing. That's what they're used to seeing their parents make it a year, and then they have nothing to show for it except for, you know, alcoholism. <laughs> you know, and it's because you're a peasant. That's why. You've got to, it takes a long time to change that peasant thinking. And 99% of us are peasants, and very few of us ever make it out of that mentality. Society is specifically designed to make you a peasant. Public, public education is designed to make you an obedient little ward of the state, a peasant. Everything around you is designed to keep you in a state of peasantry. Because when you're a peasant, you're easy to control. When you're easy to control and manipulate, you're easy to direct to whatever ends the lizard people, child eaters need you to go. So when your income raises, keep your expenses low. Don't go buy a bunch of dumb shit. Please. Every once in a while as a reward, maybe. You set a big savings goal and you hit it. Great, then go get it. But if you just get one big paycheck or one big bonus and you start going out and spending all your money, you're, you're, just, you're not ready to have money yet. That's why you see lottery winners go out and, you know, they'll win a $50 million lottery and then they're broke three years later because you didn't change the person. You just gave them more money. You can give, you can, let me, oh, man, listen to this. You could give somebody $50 million and they're still broke. Somebody could have a $50 million check in their hand and they're still broke. Time just hasn't caught up yet. Because when you go through the struggle of earning money and starting businesses and failing and backstabbing and disloyalty and heartbreak and no after no after no and bad months and bad quarters and even bad years, you learn, you build the testicular fortitude to be able to handle money properly when it comes your way. So that's why it says in the Bible that riches gained quickly or deceptively will disappear. 
So don't be a peasant with your money. Second part of not being a peasant is stop allowing your focus to be derailed by things happening in the world and the media. It's so, you're all so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I got to say it. You guys are idiots. You know, it. Well, first it was COVID, and then it was Ukraine. Now Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Like, you just, you watch these people that are habitually and almost like, it's like a mental illness, addicted to just wherever, whatever's happening in the world, that becomes the focal point of your existence. It almost becomes part of your personality. I think the COVID thing, which, hey, where'd that go? Okay. <laughs> All so stupid. Man, you know, it's just, it blows my mind. But you look at the COVID thing, and it's like that became the focal point of people's personalities. Became the focal point of people's personalities. Like, if you can't just see how you're all being controlled right now, this is why I think Pride Month and Black History Month is a joke. It's a corporate scam to get you to spend money. They've completely monetized the idea of your pride. But you see, it's just world event after world event after social event after social event, and people's entire focuses are derailed. And this is what, like, somebody will post a status about it on Facebook. Like, anybody gives a shit, okay, first of all. But second of all, you'll see these people go into arguments that last three or four days long. Listen, while you were arguing online about Will Smith and his whore wife, Okay, I was out making money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you're going to say you can't get ahead. You're going to say the system's flawed. You're going to say, well, things never work out for you. Well, you're spending all this time on social media. Oh, all this thing happens in Ukraine, and sometimes, you know, somehow everybody's a geopolitical expert and a military savant. You know, it blows my mind. Social media has given people that should never have a platform a platform. Like, there are just certain people that you're just not meant to have a platform. The world was not meant to hear your opinion. And what happens is, is when you give these people the power to voice their opinion, they get this false sense of superiority and righteousness, and it becomes a toxic just, it's like, it's just like this, I can't even describe it. They get this air of just superiority, you know what I mean? And they think that people want to hear what they have to say in every interaction feeds into that. It's just terrible. I don't even remember where I was going with this. So much about this makes me angry. I guess this is more of a therapy session for myself on my way to the gym. This is good because I'm getting fired up. <laughs> but if you are constantly focused on what's happening in the world around you, unless you can directly affect change, you know, and I think that's what the COVID thing did for people. I think it allowed people that are weak losers that can really, they have no real power over anyone or anything in their lives. They have no ability to affect any real change in the world. It allowed them to LARP as heroes. You know what LARPing is? It's like pretending, live action role play. It allowed them to LARP as their favorite little Marvel or DC comic hero by wearing a mask in pretending to social distance and follow the rules in the names of in the name of quote unquote saving lives. What a joke. So when you tie your identity to the world and the things in it, not only are you not able to focus, but your identity, like I said before, gets caught up in this and, and you, again, you're not able to really affect any real change 
in your circle of influence, right? So peasants love current events. Peasants love it. Peasants love gossip. Peasants love conflict. Peasants love more reasons to be afraid. Because at the end of the day, that's why, you know, another reason people love this COVID thing, because it gave them an excuse to stay at home, not interact with anybody, do their fake job on the Internet, and be safe and DoorDash all their food. They want, they don't want to have to go back out in the real world. They would rather be in their little one-bedroom, musty apartment playing video games. Like a peasant. So you could be a peasant with your money. You could be a peasant with your focus. You could be a peasant with your ideals and morality. Let's talk about that one. Many people just color of the day. You know what I mean? Like whatever's going on in the world, and this ties to the second point that we just went over, but people's ideals and morality are just a reflection of the societal pressure that's put on them rather than anything that's like in their soul. So what I mean by that, like, my ideal comes from Jesus Christ, the Bible, God, like, Christianity. I'm able to compare my thoughts, words, and actions to this ideal and decide whether or not they're right or wrong. Problem is, when the world is your ideal, you're, first of all, what's right and wrong changes decade to decade. Second of all, the world is inherently wicked. You just see this everywhere now. We live in, the, we live in this just diseased, corrupt society. Diseased and corrupt, where right is wrong and wrong is right. You know, this don't say gay bill in Florida, first of all, that's not the language of the bill. It's please don't tell my kindergartner about your fucking sexual orientation, you sick creep. Like, do you guys remember, like, when we were kids, like, we didn't even see teachers as sexual beings until maybe, you know, high school. Right? Like, when I'm a little kid and just a teacher, you didn't even think your teacher had a social life. You didn't think your teacher had a house. You just thought your teacher was this entity that appeared in the morning, taught you things, gave you apple slices, and then disappeared at night. Now they're trying to, like, here's the thing. And you know what? I'm going to catch some heat for this one, and I don't give a shit. I would never allow somebody who's flamboyantly homosexual to interact with my kids, much less teach them much less be in their care. Oh, God, Mike, you can't say that. It's 2020, and fuck you. This is why. Listen to me. When your whole personality is wrapped up in something, let's say sports. You know that guy that's real passionate about sports, loves sports, 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 sports. He sees everything through the lens of sports, competing, competitiveness, right, macho, manliness, whatever, you know, whatever it is. You know, when, when your identity gets wrapped up in something, that's the paradigm through which you see and experience the world. So when your paradigm, when your entire identity is your sexuality, how do you see the world around you? You see the world around you through the lens of your sexuality. So how do you see my kids? I've posted on my Instagram so many recent occurrences of these openly homosexual, transsexual, blah, 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 sexual, perverted people going after little kids. Elicit pictures, elicit text messages, saying things to them in person an adult should not be saying to a child. <clears throat> cancel. You can't cancel me, first off. 
okay? Can't cancel shit, motherfucker. Second off, can't cancel somebody that doesn't care. I don't care. I will always stand for what's right. So I guess the point of this was is when your personality gets wrapped up and your ideals get wrapped up and whatever the world says is right or wrong... You're just, you're going to have a diseased, perverted view of the world because the world is diseased and perverted. You're peasant. It's like, how do they convince all these people at the Salem witch trials to burn these women alive? Oh, the peasants love that, didn't they? Well, because the government said so, the people in charge, that's what you all are right now. Well, the people in charge said this was okay. Like, I'm convinced right now that the government could fully engage in a full-blown genocide against a third of the country and the other two-thirds would support it because you're that stupid. You're that easy to control. I bet you tomorrow if the government just said, you know what, you could start marrying nine-year-olds now. They can make their own decisions. I bet you more than half the country would back. And here's the thing. Well, no, there's no way. Bullshit. Because right now, a significant portion of the country thinks it's okay for a nine-year-old to mutilate their genitals. I'm telling you right now, you shit's coming to a head. And if you're on the wrong side, if you're on the wrong side, if you don't experience the wrath in this life, I'm telling you right now, especially when it comes to kids, then the Bible, it says... It would be better for a millstone to be tied around your head and for you to be tossed in the ocean than for you to mislead a child. I'm especially vehement when it comes to protecting kids. You know, I almost hope things get violent because I think a lot of people need to be taught a lesson that I don't think words are going to teach them. You know, it's like sometimes I feel like Sharia law sounds like a pretty good idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, let's break that on over here. You know, I'm actually not, uh, I don't think these Muslims are that bad anymore. Man, give me some of that Sharia law. At least they're not banging kids. You know, it's all, oh, maybe they are. I think they marry little girls, actually, now that I, now that I, okay, so I, I, I take that back. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. You know, it's just not, and I, I know this turned into more of a rant than anything else, but. Really, though, stop being a peasant. Stop being so easily controlled and manipulated. You know, it's just, man, I don't even know where to go with this. We went so far off the rails today. Here I have 20 minutes in. I don't even remember where I started. Oh, with your money. I told you guys I don't have notes for these things. And I might have even lost a couple of listeners through this one, especially the piece about, not letting flamboyantly homosexual people. And now here's the thing is I don't, I have homosexual friends, man. I'm very close with a couple of homosexual people, but here's the thing. It's not their entire fucking personality. They don't make their sexuality, their whole personality. Like imagine if you had a guy just walking around waving a, a straight pride flag flag, talking about like, like dressing up with dildos on his head, talking about banging women. Like that would make you uncomfortable. Well, that's what, flamboyantly homosexual people do. And that's no way to, to want, we want our rights. You fucking got them. All right, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can do, do whatever you want. I don't even care at this point. I got nothing against homosexual people. I have a problem with the open display of perversion and how it affects children. That's what I have a problem with. Let's be very clear. Very, very clear. And if that still offends you, well, you're 
a grooming little child diddling maggot that you deserve to be wiped off the face of the earth violently violently that's i'm telling you anybody that goes after kids i can't wait dude i can't wait till the tides turn i really hope that you know it's like who radicalized you you when you started trying to have sex with children i was all it was all fun and games until you started to try to have sex with kids okay that's when i got radicalized that's when i started getting really angry was when I saw these leftist diseased little, oh, man, I'm telling you, as soon as y'all turned your focus towards kids, that's where I got radicalized. Like, I, I'm, te- I'm ready for it, dude. I hope there's a revolution in this country. I hope there's a civil war. I really hope there. What are you going to do, throw a dildo at me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all better be real careful. I'm telling you right now, I've had enough. Had enough of this. It's going to come a time. There's going to be judgment. Like I said, if it's not in this world, it'll be in the next. You almost better hope it's you pay your price in this world. Because, dude, I'm telling you right now, I would not want to face God's wrath, especially in regards to harming, molesting, whatever, a child. That would not be good. So let's just leave you on that one today. Peace.